Well, he's not quite a coffee asshole, but he's still an asshole about coffee. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. This is the Journey for Java podcast, a show about coffee for people who enjoy coffee and like listening to stories about people, places, and things involving coffee. Seriously, only an asshole would make it this complicated. It's the Journey for Java podcast. You want some coffee? Yeah, make it fresh pot. A Britain on Tour podcast show. Fresh pot! About what else? Coffee. Coffee is the number one drink in the world. Everybody drinks it. Even little kids in Mexico drink coffee. Well, I'm not a little kid in Mexico, okay? Here's BD. Is this a thing? Are we a thing? I think we did it. (laughs) Hey, buddy. How are you? (laughs) Well, welcome, everybody. It is the uh, Monday uh, 30 Minutes Behind Brenton on Zero Journey for Java podcast. Joined again by Frank Sidoris. Uh, we've been working some tech out, uh, and uh, I think we got it sorted out. So welcome yeah. back to the show, man. Welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. How long has yeah. it been? When was uh, to the date? Do you remember? Uh, not quite, but it's been about a year and a bit, a year and a bit, because we uh, you were like around episode, I think, three or four of the music cast, and then, we, and then I went off to travel and life and all these other things, and you, of course traveled and lived life and did a whole bunch of other stuff at that time. So, uh, it was yeah, pretty, was uh, pre-pandemic, pretty yeah. pre-pandemic, pre-everything oh, when it comes to that. So it's been nuts. You've been busy, uh, doing a whole bunch of stuff, uh, just for our friends at home watching. That's right. Frank plays with slash, uh, featuring miles Kennedy and conspirators. You are now three fifths of the band that have been on the show. Like, well, you were already, you guys are the three, we got Miles and Slash still, you know, standing by to make an appearance on this thing. And of course, oh, yeah. uh, you, you're playing with Mammoth now uh, as well with um, Wolfgang Van Halen on his new project, which is pretty rad. That was you guys a couple of weeks ago on Kimmel. So you've yeah. been busy, man. You've been busy. Yeah. Surprisingly busy. It's like after all that time, I mean, especially our industry just got completely shut down. But um, once there was any sort of like, just any opening for anything to happen. Both bands that I play in were just like, okay, we're, can we do this? We're doing this. And it was just like a couple days notice and it seemed like, and we were just out doing things and it's been cool. You know, um, it was fun doing the, the, the mammoth stuff. Cause that was our first, like, you know, obviously that was the introduction to the band, you know, for the whole world that no one knew what was going on. It was like, he talked about, you know, he went on Howard and he did his thing and we discussed uh, who was in the band and then, we we ended up shooting for Kimmel and the Today Show, and uh, it was just awesome. And the the song has just the the single distance, everything is just killing it. I'm just so happy for Wolf and and the whole the whole team is just awesome. It absolutely and, uh, blew up. I mean, yeah. the timing was uh, was something. His last video he just did was was really hilarious too. Oh, um, on that yeah. stuff. So Wolfgang Van Halen, obviously the son of uh, recently passed uh, Eddie Van Halen, which. Um, you know, has shook the rock world to its core uh, with the with the um, influence he had on so many people and guitar players from around the world, um, musicians, everyone. Is, that's uh, it was a real sad story, and and distance really hit home how uh, what a great dad he was and all the rest of it. So yeah, absolutely, he really was the coolest. And like my very short time with him, you know, because years back when we first got the band together, when we all first started to rehearse uh everything was in its infancy and then ed would just come by sometimes and just hang out and the nicest guy in the world and it was just uh it was such a pleasure just hanging and talking even just for a little bit with the guy was i was amazing. gonna ask you ask you if you had much interaction with that um during that time because i'm guessing that was sort of towards the end a little bit i know he was a bit active he went to wolfie with to wolfie um with wolfie to a few shows and, and a couple of other mm-hmm. things but i'm uh, is the, 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 is the making of the record line up with that sort of time where he, where it was kind of getting a little bit rough for Ed or was the whole entire thing was very top secret. You know, I, none of us really knew what was going on. Cause when I mm-hmm. saw the guy, he seemed fine. He was totally healthy and laughing and just energetic. And, um, you know, a lot, and Wolf had said over the years, like, you know, the album would have come out earlier, but obviously these things come up like health issues with his father. So, you know, he had discussed it before and it just, uh, he had to be there for his dad, but you know, he did the entire album by himself and all that just, it was crazy. Like he went through so much to make it happen, you know, whether it was, uh, 
musical hurdles or just like getting it all done and then uh, family and health and all that. It was just crazy. So now um, to see that song that he wrote for his dad go number one, I know he's just thrilled. Like this is, this is all, I think something that he really needed and it's, it's great because and everything, know. everything at that time too, around the, like all the, all the songs have been, it fits on the other day, a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about just the different influences on the record and things like that. And I, I've heard a couple of different songs. Anyone watching, listening, anything, do yourself a favor. I mean, there's some solid ass rock riffs, everything. Oh, on yeah. there. It's, and, so um, it's so him and it's just his personality really shows through because people tend to forget no matter how many people I talk to about this band and like how often I've discussed like, yeah, I play guitar in the band. They're like, so you played on the album. I'm like, no, I didn't do anything on the album. That's all <laughs> him. And it's, it's so impressive because I don't care who you are. When you listen to that, everyone still asks, uh, so who's on drums? Oh, that's Wolfgang. Well, who's singing? That's Wolfgang. Well, who's <laughs> that's Wolfgang. It's like the guy is just so, so much fun. He's just a great guy. And I love, like I was saying, it's like his personality comes through and all the little licks, all the little riffs, just, every layer of the album is just uh, amazing. It's just, really I can't cool. wait, man. Everything I've heard off of it and all the different influences. I think I even threw out there that I thought I heard a Jimmy Eat world influence in there on the latest and the one single. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think that I heard rumblings that he's a big fan. So it's, he's just really, and he's, he's in, encapsulated all of that into there. And um, oh, it's, yeah. gotta be tough. it's gotta be tough. And he, the, the, there's the shadow of, of your dad, but I think he's done an amazing job of saying, listen, dad was a big supporter, loved what I was doing, but this yeah. is a, this is a Wolfgang record. And obviously <laughs> he played everything. Yeah. So, and, and then has this killer band um, behind it, which uh, anyone listening now, all the players in the band are, 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 are deadly. So well, <laughs> you've gone from, and still, play in potentially two of the best touring rock bands on the planet right now in rock, because there is some, you've got killer drummers in both bands. You got, you know, mm. you got killer guys. I don't know. That must be a, a bit of a trip for you to be, to be surrounded by so much talent and have the opportunity to do this uh, for a living. You know, it is cool, man. Just, you know, when you, when you do look back a little bit, like kind of, cause I don't spend too much time, uh, resting on laurels in any way but it's fun when um i was talking to a guy one of the local papers in vegas and he was just like discussing the uh the not the lore but just the history that it's that comes with guns and roses and the history that comes with van halen and to be associated with them at all and it's truly an honor because it's like you know i've been playing with slash for about nine years just over nine years now which sounds insane to me you know (laughs) and and uh, Wolfie on and off for the last, like, I think three, three years we started rehearsing. And it's it's just cool, man. Everybody's, uh, they're the real deal. You know, I always assumed they were how they really are. And and they've shown me that. And it's, uh, it's just awesome. And, and it is cool. Like, I, I love playing in these bands. They're just hmm. they rock bands, like, to the core, you know. And, and to go back on Mammoth, what I do love is how... Uh, how much his songs really resonate with my wife too. Like she's a huge fan. She actually, she plays the mammoth songs all the time when she's working out. She just loves his, uh, almost pop sensibility, you know, his ability to, to write a song that is catchy and have a killer hook, but it still rocks. Like, you know, yeah. uh, you mentioned Jimmy Eat world and that is, uh, one of his favorite bands and he loves tool as well. Tool is a huge influence and you hear it, you hear like, I hear a little bit of Deftones tones at times. I hear all sorts of stuff, but it's so, it's so not like taking a page from the book almost. It, it just is so uniquely him. The songs are fun. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be cool. I can't wait till everybody hears all the extra stuff. Cause uh, when they slowly started to release stuff, you know, obviously distance came out first and that was the first taste you got, yeah. but then um, don't back down, think it over. And like, you know, th- those two songs, one of them is a, full on hard rock and song. And the other yeah. one think it over is, is pretty, you know, fairly pop, pop sensibility forward. You know, it's like, it's, it's a nice, uh, I don't know. And he's nice, got the sense yeah. of humor there too. He totally makes fun of himself through the whole thing. Like, you know, with the, with the video that he put out with, with him playing everything and, oh, great. <laughs> and so all the rest great. of it. So, um, you mentioned your wife in there. How's she feeling? Last time you were on here, uh, you, you told this amazing tale of, um, 
how you uh, had to come off the road and be with her as she was going through a, um, a batch of cancer and all the rest of it. And sure. we've had some texts over the times and all the rest of it, but um, overall, how, how are things done? She's amazing, like better than ever. It was, it was truly, we were just talking about it today. And it's something we don't forget, but it's just as you, as you climb closer to what normalcy feels like, uh, you know, post cancer and it's just, uh, you're just like, man, remember how I couldn't even walk down the stairs. It's like, yeah, now I remember that. And remember how I would get winded walking down the street just a little bit. It's like, yeah, no. And we were just, we were just reminiscing about how brutal it really was and how far she's come from that because <clears throat> they warned us, you know, and our, our tour manager, Cheryl, you obviously know Cheryl, she, she had yeah. breast cancer and she, she gave Allie the, the truth, which was like, look, this, you're, you're cancer free, but you just had chemo and radiation. So you have another couple of years until you start to actually feel like yourself, you know? And that's when you hear that, it's just like, man, I just beat cancer. I'm clear. And then it's like, this is, this isn't the end. And that, <clears throat> that uh, following year and a half or so has just been, um, just hard work. And she's just been, I don't know, she's, we're going to the gym all the time with uh, Renee, you know, your girl, Renee. And, uh, <laughs> and she's just, she's working her ass off and you could just tell like yeah. her energy's back. She's just feeling incredible. This, there's so many, so many positives and so many things we're thankful for because it truly was the hardest time of both of our lives. And, um, and then you incorporate the pandemic right after. So it was just like a couple of years of chaos for both of mm -hmm. us. And now, we're both just feeling uh, light and feeling good. This is just, it, it's huge. So like more, most importantly, she's feeling better than ever and she looks yeah. incredible and you would never know. That's the crazy part. You know, she went through absolute hell and she's, she's amazing now. Well, all the best to her. And that's a great story and uh, definitely a good story amongst a, a lot of, you know, bad shit going on around yeah. the world right now. Right. So it's, it's great to be positive and, and awesome right. and that she's going to the gym and, and and with you and going through it, obviously you guys are rocking it. I, I see, you know, you're you're posting some pics, you're getting uh, getting in touring shape and all the rest of it. And Brian, right, yeah, Renee, Renee Paquette, hello. Um, He's the um, best. Renee, Renee was like, I think. I go to the gym with one of your buddies and I'm like, yeah, like, well, it's, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's there too. And, and, uh, she's about to have a baby real soon. So uh, she's still Renee there though. That's the funny part is like, that's a lot <laughs> of that trainer, you know, she had two kids and she just knows what it's like to be yeah. pregnant and still try to maintain sure. a fitness regime, you know? So she's a regimen. So she's been just killing it. And like, um, yeah. I love seeing uh, Renee. She walks in, absolutely kills it. Big smile on her face. And goes home. I mean, I, I assume she's got to be having that kid sometime soon, man. I think Please. she's pretty. I think she's. I, I can't speak to it uh, outside of the fa yeah. following her, following her on uh, on everything and just making sure. But she's got uh, ever busy. She's got a killer podcast, which um, I'd love to claim was breaking news on mine. But she did announce the name on my oh, show, yeah. which is great. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah. you know, she's uh, skyrocketed with that and. Don't forget. She's got a cook. She's got a cookbook coming out. Actually, um, I had a little contest a couple of weeks ago on my Twitter where I where I was uh, real close to a whole bunch of views on that video with her, and I just kind of challenged mm -hmm. some of her people to get us over the top, and then I would send them a couple of her books, and we did that. So that's awesome. We're sending out a couple of her books. A big supporter. She's done amazing things. So Renee, all the best with the kid. Keep working Allie. out, and uh, and. Uh, all the best for Ali and everything too. So great stuff, man. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. Now uh, it is uh, Monday night. We are live. Uh, it is the journey for Java and the Brenton on tour podcast. I'm kind of com combining them all. We have a mutual love of coffee today. Yeah. Yeah. I started an instant coffee challenge where I'm only drinking instant coffee for a week. I'm still alive after day one. Yeah. Uh, are you uh, getting the buzz? Are you get? are you feeling the life that you, have grown accustomed to from the coffee you drink all the time. I can What's tell you this much that my first, my, the, the one that I had today was, was, uh, was fine. It's like, mm -hmm. Hey, I'm camping and I'll go with like, you know, I'll go with this to camp. <laughs> like I'll, I'll, I'll take this camping with me uh, as a side thing. Uh, but I can tell you what it does do. It sets the mood for the day. 
And okay. I had to wait till noon to have a coffee because uh, I, my my partner in crime that was that's challenged me is uh, Karen Bliss, music journalist uh, for a, a correspondent for Billboard and everything. She's a great mm-hmm. great person, but she was only available at noon today to talk to me about it. So I had to wait till noon to get that first coffee, and that first one was that instant coffee. Uh, and oh, what day I, are you on now? How many days? One. Oh, it's day one. Okay. One. So, anyways, yeah. I was a. Uh, I was gonna challenge you, but you got enough on your plate. Anyways, uh, you're a coffee lover like me, like Fitz, like Todd, like all your band guys, and and the rest of us yeah. try to find coffee around the world. Um, I'll dive a little bit into your other project. Um, we'll slash in a little bit, but let's uh, circle back to coffee because it is the journey for Java yeah. here. Um, so, is this a secret about about your log of coffee? Kind of from this standpoint, are you gonna put it out, or is this just something oh, I'd that love you to put can- it out? I, I've, I love talking to people about it too. It's not something I'm afraid to explain or talk about. It's just something I usually don't for the longest time. I just never shared the entire list to people. Cause I was sure. like, that was so long. And it wasn't, I don't know. It was just something I love to do as like a, or give as a gift. So like, if you said, Hey, I'm going to Salt Lake city or I'm going to Auckland, New Zealand, or I'm going to Dubai, any, Anywhere that I've ever toured and had a coffee, I've written down. I have a whole entire list, which hopefully to see if this camera can pull it up. But I would always just give, you know, I copy and paste, send them over. And uh, I'd always get a nice review and a big thank you for for like, wow, I would have never known that there's this coffee shop in this random mall in China, you know. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, I love it. And it, there was kind of discussions about like maybe making a blog or something about it. But then again, it would just... Um, once I have the time, I think I will because they upkeep on making sure that the place is still in business. You know how many times we've gone back to a city and it's gone. It's like a little place in Denver sure. that was there that I loved, and now it's it was just there for the the one time I was there. You know. Well, when the, when the world gets back to normal from a, from the standpoint of traveling and being able to go see these places and go where you got you know to, to get off the plane and oh, mm-hmm. where am I going to go right now? I check European coffee trip. And I caught and I checked Sprudge, which basically covers off your two, your North America, your Europe. And then, you know, Google will help a little bit as far as what's local and what's best rated if you're in a rush. But that's cool. I think with the creation of Patreon and some of these other things that you could have a little bit of a thing going here, Frank, where you could have the Frank Sidoris Patreon and you literally like people got to pay you for your coffee guide. Wow. <laughs> I never right? thought of that. That is so yes, funny. Well, the, that ability, the access at any point to be able to, I'm in, I'm in Bali, Frank, where do I go? I'll just go yeah. around the corner here and there you go. And yeah. well, here, I'll yeah. show you this. You can see it on the screen. Hopefully we're going to bring it up. We'll give you, look at that list. Yeah. How many are yeah. on there right now? LA and you just keep going all just everywhere. So if we stop here randomly, so you got uh Thunder Bay, Ontario, Toronto, Lord- <laughs> Lord, Tundra, Lord Tundra and Bay. Okay, well, well, well let's re- let's go let's go regions then. While I have you on the phone, and while I have you here, then uh, what do you got for Vancouver? What do you got for Vegas? Okay, here we go. Let's see. Let's see what I got for Vancouver. I only have two, so forgive me. But uh, Revolver, of course, is that how we? Yeah, that's that like? that's basically on everyone's list. Yep. Okay. And then uh, hopefully I'm saying this right. Rocanini. Haven't been heard about it though. R-O-C-A-N-I. Wait, let me see. R-O-C-A-N-I-N-I. Yeah. And it's crazy because I remember, is that gas? There's Gastown. Yep. Gastown, right? Okay. Yep. I'm trying to think because there was a, uh, oh, Revolver. I remember it now. I went with uh, Todd's kids. Yes. (laughs) It was a good time. It's sort yeah. of a thing. Everyone's like, "Hey, win in Vancouver." It, it's it. It has that rep now in Vancouver as you know being the spot to go. Uh, I think amongst a lot of the publications and things like that. So that's mm-hmm. definitely there. There's tons, obviously, in the burbs. There's some I was great say, stuff. That's, that's where I, I. What I love about my list is that, like, say I'm in Grand Rapids or wherever, or Vancouver, for example. Like, yeah. I have two places here and. Over the la- over the years, I feel like I've uh, you'd think I'd have more for uh, one of the, a city like that, but it's crazy. I end up, um, you know, you know how touring works. It's like if you don't have enough time, it's like you're only in and out 
and it's like you have just this much the amount of break between sound check or something it's like you got to go in do what you can but uh what i love about the list is that i have friends like you where i go okay well here's what i got what do you think and then right. you have four other places that i write down and then i go down there and then some they either all stay on the list or they don't you know and uh with you obviously they would all stay but um not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, well, people, people are reaching out to me and saying saying things, but uh, I, I I default to Fitz uh, on some things when it comes. Well, most things, but when he right. was the one that that's started the journey for me, uh, you know, one of the proponents that started the journey for me moons ago. From the standpoint of like the first advice that I got mm-hmm. was to always make sure when you're looking for coffee to make sure that they've spent the money on the machine. So oh, yeah. you got pour over. I mean, and you know my feeling on Tim Wendelbow, the Tim Wendelbow. Hey, look, I have uh wait, where is it? Let me bring you up here. Tim Wendelbow. I have it in the middle there. I my Oslo right there. And Coincidentally, then, Tim will be on the yeah. show next week. So there we go. That's He's coming awesome. back. He's coming back on. But we um that uh, coffee sent me to the moon, man. I was I was on it, fire. It was so it good. The best? Isn't it, it the best? It's really the best. The people are like, what is this Tim Wendelbow? I had friends. Uh, friends of mine that sent me out uh, some for my birthday they, they shipped it in so thanks tombs nice job um well, vegas they were, Let me your vegas question yeah. for coffee. so 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 but fitz's advice was uh we'll go to oh, vegas yeah, yeah, yeah. but fitz's advice was make sure that they spent the money on the machine so in tim wendelbo's case which will if you guys tune in next week i'll show you some video of it but it's yeah. a full aeropress cafe so they've spent the money on the machine to get the temp- water temperature perfect they spent, you know, they've got the grinder, they've got everything, but you've got to make a commitment to go in and do it. So that is that side like of it. Involved, like the the people behind that are working yeah. on the machine, like totally. Obviously, they need to know what they're doing, but on top of it, um, they just have to be nice people, like just friendly. I love more yeah. than anything going into a killer coffee shop that has a name that people know are is like the place, and I love. When I can talk to them, ask them a question about something, and they're just thrilled to respond. And, and the least, the last thing I want to deal with is walking in there, and this guy is just instantly like just out of gas. Doesn't want to talk to you about it. Doesn't care. He knows he's the barista in town. It's like I, I can't stand that, and that that goes across the board for so many reasons. Like in in a guitar store, anything like that, I, I can't stand it. So when the people are as, as happy, <laughs> as they are at Tim Wendelbow, it's like, and they know it's legit and people, they want to talk about it. It's like, come on. It's, it's such a huge part of it, man. Like I can't tell you how many times, uh, just New York coffee shops too. Like, I think it was La Colum. You've had there. You've yeah. La Colum. Yep. 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 And this is before it was like everywhere before it was, their coffee was sold at like, I don't think they sell at target, but like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like they, they've exploded. They're doing really well. Like, they, uh, I remember I had a little bit of a, you know, Hey man, this is cool. What, uh, you know, what, what type of machine is this? I've never seen this espresso machine. It's just kind of like, uh, whatever it's a, you know, they just have, they have no time, you know, that's the worst. <laughs> We've got, uh, Sarah Kay watching us, uh, who says she's excited for this, this chat that oh, we're awesome. having. So hello, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for, for tuning in now, Vegas. Tell us about Vegas. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So here's the thing uh i'm just the beginnings of my coffee experience i could i could date it back to um an ex-girlfriend who was a barista (laughs) she she worked for you know ely coffee brand absolutely it's what started me on it okay so there you go we have the same experience there so yeah he worked at a place at caesar's palace and it was owned by these two uh british guys and they they had all it was like a really fancy like crazy affogato all all sorts of you know fun drinks and all that which i was like i gotta try all of it like i have to have every single thing and i wasn't dating her yet but i was trying to date her so i was just going there drinking whatever she was making and it was hilarious so then uh, as time goes on i just become just such a huge fan of like the most legit coffee and as as time has gone on since then which was like 2009 the coffee shop as a whole has become much more of a staple for Sure. downtown parts of cities you know down you know what i mean like uh gentrified areas like come with a coffee shop it's great so <laughs> you have uh the first place that that really blew my mind um after all those years of experience uh, was a place called public us 
So it's the word public and the word us put together. So um, have you heard about this yet? Before I have I not. Forward? I have not. Okay, because we have a lot of, I'll tell you the, the other places you got to go to, but I just want to tell you the number one first because it's just, it's, there's so many reasons why it's cool. So there's a place in Amsterdam that I went to called uh, Back to Black. Okay. Been there. And, yeah. Okay. So they have a machine by Spirit. Spirit's the company. And yeah. either that's the name of the machine or the name of the model. I forget. But anyway, I was like, that is the coolest machine I've ever seen up, up to date. And I was so excited about it. I talked to them about it. They said, yeah, you can only get it here in the Netherlands. I believe they're built in the Netherlands and uh, maybe they come out of Germany, however that makes sense. But they, I was just so excited about it, took photos. And so before I come back home to Vegas, I was telling Allie about the experience and she's like, yeah, there's a place uh, that just opened up downtown called Public Us. You got to go check it out. So day two, after I got home, we go straight to Public Us and we get inside and I couldn't believe that in my own town, that machine from Amsterdam sitting right there. And it's the <laughs> it's even bigger. It was insane. And so yeah. I get to know the owner really well. We become really close friends. And um that place just not only is their coffee just next level. They won they won something like the it was like this barista competition. It was insane. They they won like second place in the States and uh they have that machine and the food is amazing. It's just like I love that place. That's that's the most legit I think you can get in town. Then there's a really, really cool place called Vesta uh, with a V as in Victor, V-E-S-T-A. That's killer. Then you have like uh, the longstanding um, Sunrise Coffee, which turned into Mothership. They own, they're all over town now. And, you know, I know the owners there as well. It's it's great. I just, you know? I just had a Jessica Castillo on, uh, Castillo on a couple of weeks ago. And Jessica is, um, as a, as a psych had a pod in, in a site called coffee dates with Jess mm -hmm. and her series kicked off with the owners of the mothership. Oh, no way. So, yeah. So she, she was raving about it. I haven't been there. I mean, it's been so long since I've been to Vegas, uh, mm -hmm. that, uh, I've got, I'm going to spend a day just getting caffeinated, I guess. <laughs> you <laughs> next time to. I go back, <laughs> you know what I mean? Same. There's, oh. there's just, I'm trying to think of, um, Hold on, I have. I didn't want to have to consult the list. There's a couple new ones, but uh, <laughs> oh, Dark Moon. That's another one. That's good. It's uh, all over town, dude. The oh, you know, the fact that you have. I have to say this because I, I would feel bad not mentioning, even though if, there's the nose in the air coffee fans, and then there's the people that tour like you and I, and we could sit there and we can't agree. I, I believe we've talked about this, that yeah. you love consistency. You're If you're on tour and I can't find something at this random airport in Italy, that Starbucks is going to taste like Starbucks and we can, we can do that. That's sure. okay. So there's a place called Samba Latte. They don't touch Public Us. They don't touch Vesta. Those are the places you go in Mothership. You go there. That's where you got to go. But if you are in this specific part of town and you need something that's not Starbucks, you go to Samba Latte. There's like two of them in town now. <clears throat> and I know the owner there too. And, you know, I've had a lot of meetings there. <laughs> like, I got to check them out. It's a good place. Like I don't yeah. care. You know, they're, they're consistent. They're, they're yeah, good. Yeah. But the number one for me is public us. And then Vesta is the next one you got to go to. They get all, you know, they, they really, uh, both of them like to, they're all about community. Public us is like, that's their whole world is community in Vegas. And I was born here. So I love that. Like that's, I gravitated towards it, you know, and Vest is great too. They, they all try to, they try to source locally, which I appreciate. So you got to do it. If I could yeah. recommend anything, those are the places. My buddy, uh, Jay, Jeremy Gersey, a Vegas guy too, has a whole bunch of stuff uh, in some of the hotels there too. So Vegas, uh, great for coffee, not just gambling and, uh, and all the other stuff you hear about oh, Vegas. Vegas is everything for coffee uh, now, which sounds like it will be a uh, caffeinated trip for me next time. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, like a question here. Yeah. What do you we're think? Gonna get a, we're going to get a question here. That's right. Okay. So Sarah weighing in our friend thoughts on Starbucks macchiato versus traditional macchiatos. Thank you for the question, Sarah. Go ahead, buddy. I'm, I'm a black, I'm a like black coffee Americano guy. So for me, I can't totally 
weigh in uh, on the macchiato, but um, well, we'll yeah, you, you I, go ahead. I'm going to have to say that traditionally uh, I have, it's not even the same. Like I feel like those are two completely different drinks where traditional macchiato were in Italy. I think in Milan, like Brent and I, you go for it and you get, and it's just, it's like this big, it's very yeah. small and it's, you just slam it and it's perfect. And it's like, that's everyone in Italy. It's so funny. They're like, we don't just, like all of our friends in Rome, they're like, you don't sit down and have a coffee. You go in there and you slam it and you leave and you go to work, you do your job. <laughs> so, so those yeah. macchiatos, I'll say, those are amazing. Those are killer. Like, those are just like, if you want that just boost and just one hit of flavor, that's the shit. I love it. But um, Starbucks macchiato is, um, I don't even think, I don't know how else to say, they're not the same thing at all, but sure. I can still respect a Starbucks macchiato for what it is. It's like, I had those as a kid. I used to just get those like crazy. <laughs> I drank those like a monster. And then, you know, your tastes refine and I still can't, I, you know, if I'm craving one, I'll probably go get one. But uh, I'd say traditional, you got to do it. That's like, that's just next level. But I will say this though. And Brent Fitz had to have brought up the Cortado to you, right? Well, my first cortado I ever had was with Brent Fitz. It was it, it was at Voodoo. Uh, we had it at uh, in Australia when I saw you guys down in Australia that time. Dude. So we went out, we snuck out, and he's like, "All right, I'm going to introduce you to the cortado," and away I went. So I am um, I've oh, I've good. recently, uh, you know, upped my coffee system at home. Uh, mm -hmm. I got the Bre Breville Barista Express from the standpoint of like being able to do and try to practice. I Is still that can't, like a big like? It's yeah. Like one group grinds it, it grinds i got two i can i can uh, i can do it's got two different port filters it's got single it's got double wow it's got everything it's awesome. got a it's it's cool it's a good it's a great entry level kind of machine it's in that it's in that 800 range that i did not pay 800 for thank but uh, but That's there we good. go it's uh but it's in that sort of mid-range if you want to get there and don't want to break the bank but i'm yeah. still mastering the art of the latte cappuccino milk thing and i'm i'm so not a fan per se of milk in the coffee for me still i, I love just the pure taste I of walk coffee away so, from it too. I, so i'm going lot. but we'll get there you know, you know you never know as i get as i get closer to that journey uh, uh of adding milk and lattes and all the rest of it um yeah. i change all the time i, I sure. feel like my taste it's like my i i think the the go-to guaranteed like wherever i am i'm always going to get an americano or a long black it's like the same you know i will always long get black. Except Italy, time. Italy, you're Italy. You're not really allowed. They, I mean, the Americana was named there, but they right. don't, they don't like, you know, you just want to take that espresso and run and get out of there. Exactly. And I know it's so funny. And, uh, there was a, it's sunrise coffee. When I used to go there exclusively, um, a friend of mine was a barista and she made the, the greatest piccolo ever. And so piccolo, mm -hmm. if you've never heard, you know, uh, it's just a tiny cappuccino. It was just, they're all so, it's funny how coffee orders are essentially Mexican food. It's all just same thing, kind of rearranged a little bit. <laughs> Most of the basic, the basic Mexican cuisine is all very comparable as far as how you just, uh, ratios of certain things. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you have, the piccolo, which is this tiny little incredible cappuccino she would make all the time. And I would get it like yeah. twice a day. That stuff was next level, but it's essentially a cortado too. I don't, I don't know. Like I have to, I would love to have a chart just, just for reference. So I sound a bit more educated because I've had them all, but I forget the exact ratio and what makes it do the, you know, uh, do you know the difference between a Gibraltar and a cortado? You ever heard this? No, because I don't. I don't do them. So, but I, I should learn as I'm learning. That's what this is for: is educating. So, what? Why don't you educate us? To about, I don't know, maybe 20 different coffee shops that tour and in Europe, I believe, and you'll see Cortado or you'll see Gibraltar, and it's the same exact thing, but it depends on what glass you use, I believe. Oh, but I'm that is the exact definition they said to us. They said. Cause there's a, the glass company, Gibraltar or something. And so they, oh. that's the thing. It's this tiny little perfect 
Cortado Black. It's all about the cups. It's all about the cups too. I, I, and as I was going to, it's like, oh, you, you know, if you're going to serve, you got to serve it in the right cup. If you get, it's like anything I'm guessing if you know, right. I, when I was a whiskey head back in the day, it was like, you can't drink it out of that. You got to drink it out of oh, this. You gotta, you I know, know, I know, I know. It's funny. Coffee and scotch and anything. It's like the, the difference between a plastic cup, mm-hmm. glass, porcelain, just, oh my God, what a game changer. But you can't drink whiskey out of porcelain. That's just not, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. <laughs> Even though it's, it's better than plastic. Isn't it? Traditionally, it's like, I don't know, porcelain. You ready to play a game? Hot You ready to play a game? Here we go. All right. So I have a thing on here called the espresso shop. People have been listening uh, and tuning in a little bit. It's good for a bit of a, a couple minute hit where basically I'm just going to hit you with a couple of different questions. Uh, give me your thoughts. We'll break it down and uh, sure. release to the public and go from there. So, all right, let me, uh, let me just get going here with this thing and we'll get rolling here. So, okay. Frank Sidoris slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the conspirators being one of the conspirators and mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. Is that how it's called Wolfgang? Van, or does he want it? W? Uh, well, it's mammoth WVH. That's right. Currently it's going to play the espresso shot. Three, two, one. Favorite coffee region? Uh, Australia, hands down. Australia, which which like which part? And all of Australia? Oh, oh, oh yeah, um, Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. called Brother Baba Budan. Best coffee I've probably ever had in my entire life. Excellent. Uh, favorite brand? <sighs> Jesus. Uh, favorite overall brand for the longest time, and it, it used to be Intelligentsia, but then. I just, I don't know. I, uh, I'm just going to go local and say the, the brand that public us makes. That's my, that's my go-to. I get the bags. Um, I forget what it's just their brand. It's, it's the best. I was going to ask you your favorite local. So yeah, favorite local public us. Yeah. <laughs> just, to, just to involve the rest of the world, your favorite local in Amsterdam. Oh, back to black. Favorite Either. local in Toronto. Favorite local Toronto. Oh, it's called. Uh, it was called Merchant of Green Coffee. Believe hey, it or not, have, do you have a favorite in London? Favorite in London. It was called. I think it was called Flat White. It was called Flat White. It was owned by a bunch of uh, New Zealanders. How funny is that? Uh, for someone getting into coffee for the first time, Frank, I'm I'm just sitting down for the first time in my life. I've never had coffee before. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Okay. Uh, are you, do you like sweet stuff? Can you, do, are you, are you into bitter? Or are you into sweet? How do you handle, where do you land? That's the question I ask. I have to, okay. I have to know. If they say they're, they have a sweet tooth. I would probably say like a latte, get a latte. I feel like that'd be an easy, just kind of walking you through, you know, because even though an Americano is watered down, hmm. it's, you know what I mean? It's espresso with water it's still strong to people and they'll still want to add something into it. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It's like, depends on where they are. And uh, it's like, do you drink hard alcohol? Okay. Well you can handle this. You can handle a straight espresso. <laughs> I think off the rip, but I don't know. I would, uh, I would probably, I like to give people the latte initially, you know, and then down the road, it's like, depending on if you want, like maybe they're a wine person or something and they understand complex flavors. I'd go, you got to have a pour over like, you know, uh, so many people, I'll just say this real quick, is that they don't understand, like, ah, I'm not a coffee person. Ah, that's not my thing. I always tell them, you just haven't had the right coffee. I don't care. I just know that there's that there's that top tier level of everything. You know what I mean? Like, you, you could not like a specific anything, like a type of food. And it's like, you just haven't had the right something. You know what I mean? The right source. And then people would tell you that to me about seafood. Man. Well, that's, you know, that's a very specific thing. That's, that's a whole other level, but <laughs> last one coffee uh, myth that you want to debunk coffee myth. Interesting. Oh, that, um, I got the exact one. It just came to me and I hope no one else has said this. Cause I want to be the first that, uh, the dark roast is more caffeine. <laughs> You're like the fifth in line. Fuck. <laughs> no way. But it's still the most common myth that everyone's debunking. So What's we're going to go with it. What's we're going to go with it. 
Mine, well, mine was that as well. I spent a great deal of time going after Tim Hortons for their recent, uh, their recent like, hey, we're, uh, you know, we're, our coffee is our dark roast is back, and it's like, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, Dude, anyways, so funny. I, I remember hearing that for the first time. I was like, what? It's not because <laughs> it just like it just sounds so much heavier sure. and meaner. Dark roast. Now, rocket fuel. Yeah, I, I'd agree that it tastes like rocket fuel in most cases. So there yeah. you go. I have but a anyways, that's the. Yeah, you got a question for me on the espresso shot. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, what do you think about those high octane caffeine coffees like Death Wish, stuff like that? I've had Death Wish. I mean, I, I think How that, does it taste? I, you the ta- taste wise, I mean, it's it's uh, it's certainly going to it will knock you on your ass. I, I couldn't drink it all day. It's one of those things where you would do that. See, I don't know when you drink your coffee, if it's first thing in the morning when you get up and you hit the coffee and it, that kind of gets you started. I'm a bit more of a like 11, maybe 10 or 11 o'clock kind of person or, you know, on the way to the office or, or yeah. something like that to kind of get it going. So I can understand that sort of death, that death wish kind of like thing. But I like to, you know, like like I used to be with whiskey or when you or whatever, I kind of like to savor it a little bit. So with the, with the, do. With I do the same thing, I, I'm a slow burn. Always. I don't just slam my coffee. And I don't, I like feeling an even. Yeah. You know, like, oh, okay. I'm I also like, and one of the things with Tim Wendelbo, uh, with the AeroPress is that, um, as you, as you go through it, you know, your tastes change as you get through, you know, an AeroPress and as you get through the mm-hmm. cup and, and you know, you know, everything changes. So, um, I love that, that journey on that side of it. So it's good. So yeah. I, I like tasting all of it, but I'll settle in that sort of medium world uh, with various tastes and different highlights, whether it's chocolate or, or berries or whatever. I'll kind of settle in and taste it all. But still, there's a yeah. tough, to knock, not, tough to knock the champ off. So that's been the Espresso Shot with Frank Sidoris, everybody on the Brinson on Tour journey for Java. All right, my friends. So as we're trucking along, I know we were we were kicking it off a little bit uh, a little bit late today, but um Tell me before I let you go, uh, these guys here. Now, you can probably see uh, three of them or two of them at least every single day or close to it. Uh, you guys are all in the same town and, and rocking. But how's uh, how's that world doing for you guys? And what's what's kind of uh, without giving too much away to the to the universe? But um, how how's yeah. it going over there with, with the camp? Because so. we are lightly sworn to secrecy about the new uh, – the latest sure. things we've been doing. Absolutely. But um, – no, it's okay because Slash has been posting on TikTok, so whatever. <laughs> He's just showing everyone what we're doing. It's hilarious. <clears throat> um, dude, it was awesome. So, like, we we did a secret mission um, that was – You don't need you know, to dive too far in. You can dive. Yeah, yeah. You can get, be be just, secret. Just, walk just the top. Just going to give you yeah. like that. Yeah. We, we did some stuff on a secret mission, and it went really well, and I'm very excited about it. Um, but I can the one thing I have to tell you about that uh, – uh, experience was that where we were working, they had a uh, Chemex machine. <laughs> you ever heard of Have you ever seen that? Like it's a Absolutely. little arm. Yep. yep. <clears throat> so I had only just seen the glass, you know, the whole, the whole situation, the pour over experience with yeah. the Chemex, but oh my God, I just, uh, we could not stop drinking this specific brand. And I, uh, I believe it's from New Mexico and it might be New Mexico and it's insane. Like it's just such a nice little pour yeah. over and we were all addicted. Mm-hmm. And so now I bought myself a Chemex. I didn't get the yeah. machine because I want to, I'm going to learn how to do it properly sure. and then I'll get the machine, you know? And uh, it's just great. Like I'm a, I'm a Chemex person now. So yeah, uh, I love as, much as, I am, um, uh, as much as I'm a ritual, I am a ritual guy that wants to just get up and go get the coffee. I like to do that. I like to leave the house and go pick it up. But um, anyway, uh, the Slash world is, um, it's it's been fun. It's been very inspiring. Everybody is, all five of us, I can speak for all five when I say we're all inspired. This is, uh, <clears throat> the last couple months have been very cool. And that's essentially all I could say. <laughs> yeah, that's great. No, it's no problem. And I and I uh, I I'm just happy that uh, you know that that it looks like there will be. I mean, I'm seeing some Wolfgang Van, some mammoth 
kind of shows being yeah, announced. We, we are, yeah, we announced you know, that. Obviously, you know that that's my world as far as being out there and running shows. So seeing these things trickle out is great. I was mm-hmm. going to ask you um, how Vegas is doing right now, just overall, uh, before I let you go. And because I'm it's sure you guys will be one of the fir- first places to get going on shows, I'm, sh- I'm assuming. Yeah, dude. So for those that don't know, my mom has been producing shows in Vegas. <clears throat> she was a dancer since I was a kid in like all sorts of killer Vegas productions. And then she became a producer. So she's been a producer for about 20 years now with uh, a show called X Burlesque, X Country, X Rocks. She produces Piff the Magic Dragon from America's Got Talent. She's just right. she's just killing it. And um, her show is the first show to reopen on the Strip. Historically, oh. first the first show to open again. And um, it's all just climbing. Like, everybody was just trying to get their show going at all. And just all mm. the dance. All of every performer I know, everyone just wanted to do something. It's just like us. It's like you're you're a musician. It's like we want to go play live. It's crazy. So uh, slowly but surely, they started uh, started opening theaters, but you had to have thirty percent capacity. It might have been twenty five percent capacity first. Yeah, and um, twenty five feet from the stage, and all the people on stage had to wear masks unless you're a mm-hmm. magician. If you're by yourself or a comedian, you know, by yourself, you just microphone anytime someone else walks on stage you both had to wear a mask it was it was pretty crazy the guidelines were next level but um it was all you know for the right cause just to to get it back and going and so now um i think all the venues are at 80 percent now so oh, okay that's good it and it's been a it's been a hard road you know people were taking serious money cuts just to just to get it going just to get people in the theater half capacity whatever and just make it work and make it, it, make it exciting. Give the the crowd incentives for coming out, <laughs> you know, safely, obviously. So it's, uh, it's going really well, dude. And Vegas, Vegas is, um, healing. So I'm very excited. You know, I love this town more than anything. So I'm very happy to see that it's, it's happening. So that's good. One of the busiest guys you got, uh, in playing with this guy, new record comes out June 11th. Uh, that was them on Kimmel a few weeks ago, obviously with Mammoth uh, WVH. Uh, spends a little bit of time with these guys, uh, drinking coffee, touring around the world, making awesome music. So I'm sure we're going to see them out on tour soon with a whole bunch of music. Frank, welcome back to the show, yeah. and I appreciate you making the time today to come on. Fine, um, yeah. Thanks for having really, me again. Next time, I'm really, going to have a, a myth. I'm going to have like the the coffee myth and I'm going to blow everyone's mind. All right. So (laughs) we'll get that. We got lots of time on that. And you've also got this book to release now that you've got to put out. And, uh, we've just decided to start a Frank, uh, Sidoris Patreon page dedicated to coffee, uh, facts. I think you could charge a lot of money for that, for access to that, buddy. (laughs) I'll do it. You're going to get credit. You'll get a percentage now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, where can everybody find you online? My friend. Uh, okay. So, Instagram at Frank Sidoris, Twitter at Frank Sidoris, Facebook, Frank Sidoris. So that's it. Very, very simple. Yeah. Easy peasy. Good stuff, man. That has been uh, the Brenton on tour journey for Java for a Monday. Uh, I'm going to stick around with uh, a few shout outs to some friends, but uh, um, Frank, I really, really, really appreciate the time and the patience as we got through the tech. And um, we made it happen. Yeah. Come back, come back anytime, my man. And uh, we'll talk soon. eh? Thanks, man. I'll see you soon. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you soon. Bye. Uh, That was a lot of fun. Frank making his return to the the show, which is awesome. Uh, I... uh, Known him for a while. Met him, obviously, through the guys uh, and uh, slash his band, uh, Brent Fitz and Todd Kearns. Both guests on this podcast over the the time. Uh, They've been uh, on here on a couple different occasions. Fitz was just on a few weeks ago. Todd uh, was uh, on with me a few times. And also we had a big Seinfeld episode about the top 50 Seinfeld episodes involving coffee. Well, sorry, the top five, I believe it was. And uh, always great. They always join us over at the Kids on the Escalator podcast as well, uh, which uh, I love uh, their input on that stuff. And they introduced me to Frank over the years and uh, we've all bonded over coffee and uh, our journeys around the world. So that's been a blast. Uh, a few things to get to, uh, my friends. I have to thank 
my friends here at Blue Microphones. So as you can see, they sponsor the uh, Journey for Java podcast, the Brenton on Tour uh, podcast, and the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Great guys. Uh, they've given me the um, Blue Yeti X, which you see right here. They've given me the Mixify headphones uh, to try to sound as best I can for you guys. Because when you're listening to a podcast, I don't know about you guys, but audio is everything for me. So got to try to make it as best as we can. Uh, no one wants to see this face on their screen, but uh, maybe they'll like to hear the voice. So we'll see. But anyways, big thanks to uh, my friends at Blue Microphones on that side. Um, and a uh, big friend, uh, thanks to Dean Blundell and the team over there, Rook and Dean and everybody for all of their help and uh, supporting the podcast and all the things that we do. It's been a blast putting this thing together. Next week, I'm coming back, as mentioned, with Tim Wendelbow. He returns to t try to take back his crown. He was leading the charge. The most downloaded episode of all time was Tim Wendelbow. From Oslo, Norway. Yeah, coffee. It was leading the charge until John uh, Guanari came along and kind of took him out. You know, he was former Secret Service agent, so I guess it does kind of make sense. But he took him out with the uh, regaling tales of uh, being Barack Obama's uh, uh, <laughs> Secret Service agent and different kinds of things like that and touring around the world with bands like Shine Down and Nickelback. So he has taken the champ down and the champ is coming back next week to try to take it back. So lots ahead on that side of it. Again, my favorite coffee cafe in the whole world. Uh, we'll hold that until I find one to take that one down, which is going to be very, very tough to do because they're amazing people over there and they're always super, super hospitable. So, yeah, so that has been the Brenton on Tour Journey for Java podcast for Monday night. Thank you all for watching. Please be sure to like, share everything. You can add me on Twitter, as you know. Uh, find me on Facebook, Instagram, all the rest of it. I really appreciate you guys listening to the show and all your support. And uh, we'll see you guys next week uh, with Tim Wendelbaum. Stoked to have you guys uh, on the, uh, a part of that. And get your questions ready because Tim uh, is probably one of the smartest coffee people I've ever met. And, uh, I can't wait to play the espresso shot with him. It's going to be great. So, until then. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster. And not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.